It's the Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour with Rowan and Al, a rootin' tootin' rockin' 60 minutes of great music, chat, and special celebrity guests on I-96 Radio and Entertainment, i96.ie. Howdy ladies and gentlemen, it's Rowan here from the Dublin City Rounders. You're all very welcome to the Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour with uh, myself as host and also... Me! Al, that was the other Al, guy. the other guy from the Dublin City Rounders, as people know him. Uh, Al's a little bit sick today, so if you hear an errant sniffle or a wayward cough, it's just him dying there in the yep. corner. Um, before we introduce our very special guest for today, we're going to play a little song. What song are we going to play, Al? We're going to play The Love of a Man by Gene Vincent. Gene who? <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> All right. Compared to the deep, deep ocean But to all the scenic wonders in the land They're so small, so small No comparison at all Compared to the love of a Of a color Go to the highest peak So grand and tall They're so small So small So terribly small Compared to the love Of other Some people In Some people gain fame by their deeds But if I could gain fame from the love that I have What else would I need? Compared to the deep, deep ocean to all the scenic wonders in the land They're so small, so small No comparison at all Compared to the love of a man They're so small, so small No comparison at all was Gene Vincent with The Love of a Man from 1961. What a lovely song. Yep. Mm. Um, our special guest today, uh, he's an actor, he's a songwriter, he's a musician. Um, he's known for appearing in, in many uh, successful films, including uh, The Last of the High Kings, Chaos, and The Art of Salesmanship. Uh, he's a respected proponent of Ireland's post-punk old country music scene. It's our very good friend and special guest, Gabby Brady. How you doing there, Gabby? I'm doing real good. Nice to be on your show here today, guys. You're dead. Well, thanks for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure. So uh, there's so much to uh, we could ask you about, but the first thing I wanted to ask about is uh, your experience of uh, living 
in Dublin in the 1970s and 80s, the kind of characters that were around, the kind of things you were involved with, music, life, what was it like? Well, uh, the 70s and 80s, um, the 70s were really in two parts for me. I was a teenager at school in the um, early 70s and I, I left school in 1973. Um, I had a girlfriend and we used to tag along into town and do what other teenagers did then. Uh, we would listen to the buskers, buy our records in Golden Discs record stores. Mm. And um, sometimes um, we'd play a bit of music on Grafton Street and also at the uh, Dandelion Market was a, yeah, was a famous place where people mm. convened. Um, during that time, um, um, there was a lot of uh, spiritual and religious movements and underground movements in the city. One of them was uh, the Hare Krishnas, another one was the... Uh, what we call the Jesus Freaks, and the third one was the Divine Light Mission, the Guru Maharaji people. Mm, yeah. um, I took to them because they kind of uh, talked about light and uh, the source of the universe being mm. shown to you. And um, I took up with them, and that's um, how I linked up with a um, good pal of mine then, since passed away, Philip Chevron. Yeah. Philip Chevron and I were like teenagers in Dublin at that time, seeking truth and spiritual enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And uh, we both got what they call the knowledge, the divine knowledge, which were four meditation techniques imparted to the student um, after a, a period of apprenticeship. And um, this apprenticeship was served by one going to ashrams in Dublin where you would listen to this uh, spiritual... And where were the ashrams in Dublin? One was located in Philip's home ground of Santry and the other was at Booterstown, um, just quite near uh, the Punchbowl pub. Yeah. It was in the ashram at... We played at the old Punchbowl. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played there too with, yeah. the, uh, with the McCrane family, myself Brilliant. and I didn't played there for years with them. But on the 70s, 70s thing, it was at the ashram in um, Santry that I met Philip Chevron. Yeah. Um, he knew I did a bit of writing at the time. He played a bit of guitar and I played a bit of bongos. So we teamed up for, I think, probably in all six months at the time. Uh, myself, Philip and uh, Blind Freddy who had an old red beat-up Hofner guitar. He played lead guitar for us. And we would play at the ashrams, and we would play at the um, at the Dandelion Market as well, busking. And we did a little bit of writing together. And um, Philip's great thing at that time was um, glam rock. And I really mm. didn't mm. understand glam rock. Uh, but what we did share was our love for... Irish and Celtic music and uh, a band that was both iconic and brilliant for us at the time was um, the Horselips yeah. and um, we shared interest in going to their gigs and stuff like that and uh, sometimes we played Horselip songs in our, in our sets mm -hmm. uh, busking um, this all ended very suddenly for me when I had to get married in 1974 at the summer at the end of it um, and um, my girlfriend got pregnant and my mum my said to me, you're going to have to support that girl. So um, I you went... Did, you did the decent thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. 
yeah, I, I did the decent thing. Uh, my mama my said, you're going to have to get a job and get yourself trained. And you said, what's a job? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And she steered me towards horticulture. So mm. I sat So that's it. where horticulture started for all the way back then for you? All yeah. the way back. Because you are a bit of a herb, herb, herbologist yourself, aren't you? Well, yeah, sure. That goes Herbalist. back further to yeah, the see, 60s. Um, uh, I used to spend <laughs> my pocket money, guys, um, not on cigarettes and chocolate, but I used to spend my pocket money on herbal books, believe it or not, mm. and mm. botany books. And again, I got to sit that county committee scholarship in 1974 for Warrenstown College. Um, mm. I had a vast knowledge of herbalism, and I won first place in that scholarship and got into college with flying honours. Wow. So I had to say goodbye to Philip. Yeah. Um, that was that was a big turn in life for me. And... Um, from 70 on, 74 onwards and into the 80s, I had to put music and writing uh, at the back door, so to speak, guys. Does, does any of the writing you did with Phil um, live on in any form? Have, is there any material that you can remember from that period? Um, not much, no, mm. no, not much. It'd be, great to, it'd be great to somehow compile a bit of that, wouldn't it? It would be, but unfortunately, it's not in the archives. There are mm-hmm. no, uh, there are no archives. We had jotters and pencils and stuff, and um, you never we, think of it back then, do you? You know, um, recording. Yeah, no, well, uh, we didn't. We didn't think of recording de- then. You know, but I did follow Philip's career, and he went on to form the Radiators from Space, and then yeah. uh, the Pogues and stuff like that. But while all that was happening, I was down in County Wicklow delivering my wife's babies and rearing them <laughs> mm. and um, running running a gardening business. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got to take another song. Um, we're going to listen to little old uh, Frank Hutchins or Hutchinson or Hutchinson yeah. son. What's his name? That has a few sons in there, I think. It's, Frank uh, Hutchinson. It's a little old song called Old Rachel and it's from all the way back in 1927. Have a listen. Let's do it. Hello, boys. This is old Rachel. Been married 49 times. Never could one man do anything with him as old Bill last married. And this is the way it started out on old Bill. Rachel down the street, get a glass of rice. Find on the door, said Rachel walked by this morning. Little Rachel, you'll have to keep coming quiet. Old Bill hit the fence corner washing feet in on the valley. Rachel down the street, get a glass of gin. Signed on the door, said the rich step in this morning. Little Rachel, now please keep calling quiet. What old Bill do when you walk in saloon? Bill jerked the rail off a picket fence and worked on Rachel like a had some sense. This morning, little Rachel, you'll have to keep calling quiet. Hit across the head and a hit across the back. You ought to sell Rachel to the bull and jack this morning. Little Rachel, now please. Run, old Rachel, over rock stomp. Hit no Rachel ever jump this morning. Little Rachel, you'll have to keep on quiet. Took old Rachel to the milkshake stand. Rachel raised sand with a milkshake man this morning. Little Rachel, now please keep on quiet. Went right on a rig sand. Grabbed up a bar, then tore off the door. The boy smoked Rachel for the 44 this morning. Little Rachel, you'll have to keep on it quiet now. What old Bill do to Rachel? Shot it through the head, shot it through the side. That's the way old Rachel died this morning. Little Rachel, you'll leave money quiet. 
by the doctor, the doctor come. Good morning, Honor Rachel, what have you done this morning? Honor Rachel, you better give Tommy Boy. Well, I looked at her, Rachel, right through his specs. Yes, so Rachel done cash his checks this morning, Honor Rachel, you better give Tommy Boy. Well, don't let you go once you die. One leg up, toenail dragon, went to the devil in a hoodoo wagon. This morning, Honor Rachel, you'll have to be Tommy Boy. Went the devil raised his hand right on. She went to the devil with a bucket on arm. Good morning, on devil. It's mighty warm this morning, little Rachel. Now please be Tommy Clark. How the devil meet old Rachel? Come in, old walk. Come in, grin. Good morning, on Rachel. Just step right in this morning, little Rachel. You'll have to keep Tommy Clark down here now. Just about the devil, he couldn't do nothing with it. He had to send her to another place. He never dared tell her before. Where do you send old Rachel? Send old Rachel to the land now. Seven big devils in the wood and they got this morning to the Rachel. I guess you'll keep Tommy quiet now. The 
Southern Pacific and a Sandy B, Sandy B, yes, Sandy B. Southern Pacific and a Sandy B. Jimmy Rogers. What a, what a cool old song. Well, that's a, actually a song that uh, contains the word rounder. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, so if anyone wants to know what a rounder is, just listen to the song mm. and it will answer all your questions. So we are still in studio here with uh, Gabby Brady telling us uh, all about his life. Um, the next thing we wanted to talk about is the fact that, of course, uh, Gabby, you've done a lot of acting. Um, you've worked with some, some real, um, real big names in, in the industry, um, but how did you go from, as we were talking about before, gardening in, in Wicklow to these, this, the world of acting? Well, that's, that's kind of a big jump, but let me tell you about that, guys. This is how it happened. During the 80s, my marriage uh, uh, broke up, and I, I was left with the house, and um, my wife and kids moved to another house nearby, and uh, I suffered from 
loneliness at that house and my business was going downhill because of that and a neighbour advised me to rent that house and move to Dublin and get some kind of thing that would reinvent myself and give me another occupation. Mm. So I did that, I rented the house and I moved to Dublin and to keep myself occupied I joined an amateur drama group, uh, the Rat Minds Drama Group. I did a few plays with them and I did what young actors, aspiring actors did at the time. You invited agents to see your shows very quickly, let's say. Um, I got a very good agent, uh, Teresa Nolan. (coughs) And um, that followed after I, I did some plays and then I began professionally training at Focus Studio Theatre under the mentorship of Deirdre O'Connell. And um, I'm still a member of the Focus Studio, we still meet. And um, that is where I got my professional training as an actor. I was trained in Stanislavski method acting at Focus Studio Theatre. And some of my fondest memories of meeting great people and doing great plays are there. Um, well, that's great, like, because it's something you, you, you still do as well, but what would, uh, if you had to pick, if you had to pick one or two people or experiences from your, your acting uh, days um, of, because what was this, kind of mainly the 80s and 90s when you were doing it most seriously? That was the late 80s and through all of the 90s, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, right so up into the, two, and the 2000s. And, <laughs> and I'm, as I said, I'm it's, still I mean, making... it's still something you do now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, well, that's, I suppose that's a great thing about acting as well is that similar to, to music is as you develop and as you go through life, you are, it, you can never be too anything for it. It's, it's, it's something you can always reapproach freshly. Yeah, I see what you mean there. What's coming up for me there, Rowan, is kind of a self, uh, developmental thing. Yeah. And I think, um, my whole life has been a self-developmental process and mm. to this right now I still see it like that yeah and acting taught me a lot about life it taught me it was part of my creativity I I went at, I, I still have a passion for it I trained for it and I love doing it because it was a creative self-expressive things so who who's who's the uh, who's the favorite person who's the favorite actor that you got to work with well does it's hard to choose a favourite anything, but I'd say Deirdre at the Focus Theatre was probably one of my favourite actor uh, actors. And, um, you know, we had some great stories of comedy there and great stories of tragedy as well. One of my most fondest memories of Deirdre uh, and working there was when I was... Um, we were doing a run of Frank McGuinness's Someone Who'll Watch Over Me. And I was playing, playing the part of the, the Englishman in it, Michael, who, who, who was imprisoned in a prison cell with his other colleague um, during the Beirut captivity. It's based on a true story. So the setting was two actors on stage shackled in chains, in chains to the floor. Hmm. dressed in t-shirts and shorts. Now, I did tell you I'd come from Hilly Billy Wicklow and the habit I was, if I may say it, was I never wore 
underpants or shorts <laughs> in those days. So coming to costume for the play, I kind of had to find a pair of shorts. Now, on stage, we were sitting on stage. So this is the gag. This is the joke. This really happened. We, I, for the first week run of the play, I was sitting on stage. Sometimes my legs would be wide apart. And the shorts were quite <laughs> short, lads. And a lot was revealed to that audience that wasn't in that Part of the script. Show, I see. And it stirred a lot of laughter. Uh, what I brought to that audience. Now... <laughs> one of my colleagues gave me a hint, Stephanie Dunn, she tapped me on the, on the shoulder. She said to me um, after the fourth night, she said, don't you think you better wear more clothes? And I said, no, no, I think I'm fine like that, Stephanie. And then Deirdre tapped me on the shoulder and she said, no decorum in a horrendously, frightfully poignant and forceful way. And I knew Deirdre was shocked. The penny dropped what the hell is she talking about? And I said, balls, <laughs> balls. So that was the message. So from that night on, I wore two pairs of shorts, one underneath and one over. <laughs> right. And uh, we got through. But that's a funny story. That, 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 that really I've never happened. heard that story yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that that's really a real eye happened. opener. Yeah, real eye opener. Frank <laughs> McGuinness is someone who will watch over me. That's excellent. Well, listen, we're going to talk a bit more about your acting now in a moment. But first, we're going to listen to a song that you've chosen, Back in the Saddle Again, by uh, Gene Autry. It's brilliant. That's great. I love the old-timey music, yeah. Excellent. Great influence on my writing. Absolutely. Uh, the old-timey music, yeah. Out where a friend is a friend Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly Jimson wheat Back in the saddle again Riding the range once more Toting my old 44 Where you sleep out every night and the only law is right Back in the saddle again Whoopee-tie-i-o, rocking to and fro, back in the saddle again. Whoopee-tie-i-yay, I go my way, back in the saddle again. Toting my old 44 
Where you sleep out every night And the only law is right Back in the saddle again Whoopie tie I oh rocking to and fro back in the saddle again Whoopie tie I yeah I go my way back in the saddle again
just heard Earl and Joyce Songer, one of our favourites to uh, play on the show with a little song called uh, Whose Naughty Baby Are You from uh, somewhere in the 1950s, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I want to get back to the uh, the acting here and um, you've worked with uh, Gabriel Byrne, you've worked with, with uh, top actors of, from Ireland and, and internationally, but I think you had a run-in with uh, old Mel Gibson as well at some stage, is that correct? Yeah, I worked with Mel on um, Braveheart, that great um, blockbuster movie he had. Um, not one of my favourite movies. I'm not a Hollywood fan, yeah. film formula buff, but it was great work, it was great pay, and I had a small part in that film. I played the part of the King's uh, Apothecary. Mm. I had a good time working with Mel, but most of all with um, Patrick, Patrick McGowan. Um, all my lines were played next to Patrick McGowan. And um, at the time, I was also playing a part in a play in the City Arts Centre called On, on Lannan She, a story about the burning of the last burning of a, a witch in County Carlow mm. in 1862, mm. based on a true story. I was playing in that play the part of the crazy, kind of cracked local herbalist Dennis Ganey. So there's kind of a connection, a coincidental connection between that and the King's Apothecary. Yeah. Um, and of course you are a uh, horticulturalist as well. Yeah, the horticulture sort of there and I do have a vast knowledge of, of herbalism as well. And by the way guys, I forgot to tell you the way I got my scholarship <laughs> into horticulture college was through my vast knowledge of um, herbalism and mm. I still carry it to this day i'm still a fan of alternative medicine and i know a lot of herbal cures and i'm a yeah a, an advocate of all things uh natural yeah um, um what more can i say i enjoyed i enjoyed working with patrick because um he was very he was very calm and um he's an actor i had a lot of respect for i remember um doing my lines while he was lying there um dying on the bed his character was king red shanks or long shanks and uh, i was there attending him giving him medicine and we had to improvise this now guys yeah. mel said to me he said gabby just just say what say what you think will come you would say to this king in character mm. so as as um, the king was choking um i had to lift his head and i said lift him lift him and uh, I will always remember uh, Patrick McGowan opening one eye and saying, use raise, Gabriel, say raise, not <laughs> lift. So um, it was a good, a good actor's tip to another actor because in those days, in the 15th century, that's what they would have used. They yeah, would have yeah. said raise and... Uh, uh, it's 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 a lovely experience working with actors like that who who are much more on the ball than you and that you can learn from mm. and um, I learned a little bit more, more than that from Patrick um, during my time on um, uh, Braveheart. It's yeah. brilliant, great story. Well, you know, I suppose the other thing is um, in your story, you've you've you obviously started out with an interest in music from a young age yeah. and all things creative. You went into the acting and now, and over the last few years, you've really um, 
you've really, uh, you know, approached music again from a very proactive standpoint in your writing. But I know as well, like, for example, you, you, you spent, you met Donovan and, and people like this. Were you involved? Were you interested in music? Were you working on music with other people at the time when you met Donovan or how did that come about? Yeah, I was I was working on music at that time. That was back in zero four. Mm. Uh, myself and my partner Eileen McLean, who I met and fell in love with only two years previously in Kinvara, uh, was with me at the time. So to to hook up to that question, Rowan, um, I had I was in Kinvara in zero two um, because I was taking. Uh, a celebratory holiday after picking up a best film and best uh, actor award nice. for uh, very good yeah for a short film Oskelga in the um, Galway Film Festival so we pick up we picked up the awards and I celebrated I met Eileen that year um, we fell in love we beget Eileen moved from America to my apartment in Monkstown. Um, there was sometimes you you sense when the wheel of life is turning for you guys. At this point, I did, and uh, I had been living from acting wages, which was very low up until this point. And my children had grown up and got involved in horticulture. Uh, I took up more work with my children in horticulture to support my situation with Eileen. Two years later, we were in Kinvara playing music and um, we met Donovan. That two-year period with Eileen, I began to start writing songs because it, 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 it sounded like an inter interesting thing to do mm. and I'm doing it to this day. The Donovan thing was, was a hoot. Um, we were... We were playing music in the uh, Winkles Hotel and Eileen had seen Donovan walking up the street and she chased him and asked him would he come <laughs> down to the Tuesday session. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he did. Wow. Quarter to oh, nine. Yeah. yeah wow. On that Tuesday mm. with his famous green guitar case, he walked right in the door and uh, he played music along with us. It was music and around. Wow. We had... Uh, local musicians, American musicians. We had Donovan there. I was playing Bowron. Eileen was playing mandolin. Um, he was a fantastic guy. So open, uh, so simple, but yet very deep and profound. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Kinvara doing a workshop with um, some kind of uh, spiritual energy healer mm. at the time. And... Um, um, uh, we got to hung around for three or four days and I wow. got to gig with him at the Pier That's House great. Pub. fantastic. Yeah, it was so great. So the, the message is, if you see someone famous, chase them up the street and get them down to your mm -hmm. session. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially if it's Donovan. Yeah, will, if it's a nice he, guy. He, 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 will, he will say, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Eileen had been a fan of Donovan all her life and when he walked in the door to... Uh, to play with her, uh, it's a dream it was like true. a dream yeah. come wow. true, and so Brilliant. we got the photographs to prove it. And wow. then after that, she got to gig with him because she she he, she played so much mandolin with him. He said, "Will you come and play with me uh, Thursday night at the Pier House?" Wow. So um, it was a dream come true. Life is like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Fascinating. Great. No, it's brilliant, and that's the thing with with the arts and music, in particular, is you just never know this. Incredible things can happen. Things drop so out of the sky. We're going to um, play another song now. 
Uh, this is the St. James Alley Blues. This is another of your choices by uh, yeah. Richard Rabbit Brown. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this one. Um, this is one of my favorite songs of all time because uh, because of the lyrics and the simplicity. This has got genuine old-fashioned country lyrics mm. with some really clever rhyming patterns. Yeah. Uh, something that is essential to good songwriting all the way along. Yeah. Yeah. And as I told you guys earlier, uh, when I started songwriting, I flooded my brain with all this kind of stuff to see what kind of things influenced uh, people at, the, uh, at that time, nearly 80 years ago. Uh, this is a beautiful song with beautiful lyrics, folks. Um, it's, one of, it's one of my favorites. St. James Alley Blues from 1927. <laughs> Another time I think you ought to be better alive. 
got a wedding blues, got no heart to cry. Got a wedding blues, got no heart to cry. If a blues don't kill me, boys, I'll never die. Some people say the wedding blues not bad. Some people say the wedding blues not bad. I'm the worst old thing a man ever had. They make you believe what is upside down. They make you believe the world is upside down. I travel this world for the soul around. When you got that blues, you can't eat their sleep. When you got the blues, you can't eat nursing. What are you gonna do then? You'll walk around like a priest on his feet. Dreamt last night, lot all back in bed. I dreamt last night, lot all back in the bed. I dreamt last night that a woman I love was dead. That woman I love, she's done that I'm gone. That woman I love, she's done that I'm gone. She left me here, trying to sing my ragtime song. I don't know she's dead and gone. Went to the graveyard, looked in the woman's face. I went to the graveyard, looked in the woman's face. I love you, honey. Sure can't take your place. Take my chair to the river, boy, then I'll sit down. Take my chair to the river, boy, then I'll sit down. If a blues overtakes me, go to rock home before I'm drowned. I woke up this morning, bread train on my mind. I woke up this morning, freight train on my mind. I believe all around her, the better hike on down the line. Gonna leave this country, sure gonna leave it soon. Gonna leave this country, sure gonna leave it soon. And if I the world, they sure gonna have my room. When I leave here, just hang crap on your door. When I leave here, just hang crap on your door. I won't be dead, I just won't be here no more.
Ragtime Annie by Eck Robertson. The fella who actually wrote that song and it became mm -hmm. a, uh, of course, a, a huge bluegrass uh, standard. Back in 1923, that was first written. Yep. So we do have a few more minutes here with uh, our special guest, uh, Gabby Brady, today. Would you want to just tell us a little bit about um, your upcoming uh, album launch? This is the first album you've ever recorded, am I right? Yeah, this is the first album yeah. I've ever recorded. So when's it coming out and uh, how, do you, uh, how do you get to this launch and where is it? The launch is at Connery Community Arts Centre uh, in Avoca County, Wicklow. It's on September the 3rd at 8.30pm. Um, tickets and booking information is on these phone numbers, 0404-4405 or mobile 086-865-8056. And of course they can go on your Facebook page. I think there's a Facebook event as well. And yeah. is there anything on the Connery Arts um there Sorry is an it. advertisement for the gig on right. the Connery Arts page. Yeah. You'll get that on the internet. Um, there's an advertisement on my Facebook page, Gabriel Brady uh, Facebook. And, yeah. um, it'll yeah. tell you all about it there. Well, of course, if you even if you Google, if you get Google Gabby Brady uh, Talk Horse, which is the name of the album, yeah. um, and Connery Arts Centre, you'll find it. Myself and Al here uh, are going to be playing a few rounders tunes early on in the night. And That's then we'll right. also be joining Gabby. Uh, for, for the rest of the show, playing some mm -hmm. bass and guitar. So it should be a really, really fun night. Very much looking forward to that. Saturday the 3rd of uh, September. 
eight yep. o'clock. Get on out. It's a beautiful part of the country, beautiful part of the world out there as well. And there will be tea and sandwiches or something. Tea and cakes or something. It is traditional at Connery Art Centre to serve tea and sandwiches nice. during the break. Excellent. And it's located. Even right I'm looking forward to those. <laughs> right up there in the mountains, just outside of. It Oka should be Village. a really, really special night. Well, listen, I uh, want to thank you very, very much for coming on the Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour, Gabby. Absolute pleasure to talk to you. Got a few nuggets that I'd never even, we didn't know about out of, out of you there. My pleasure. Sort. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Well, uh, do check out Gabby Brady's music and videos all over the internet. Just search and you'll find it. Um, we're going to finish this episode with um, a song performed by the Heidelberg Quintet from all the way back in 1912. It's an old uh, song, post-Civil post, uh, post War song called Waiting for the Robert E. Lee. And uh, we'll catch you all again next time. Thanks so much for listening. Take it easy. Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour with Rowan and Al. Follow the Dublin City Rounders on Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com slash Dublin City Rounders and Twitter handle at DCityRounders. Rounders.